Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our daily Women's World Cup review podcast. David Weiner with you here on Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. I'm starting to lose track of the days as we go night into day and all the action morphs into one. We've got plenty to review again. As always, I'm joined by Amy Chapman, Ash Sykes, who have been through all the action tonight. Girls, what, uh, what are your biggest takeouts from the overnight action? We had Argentina and Japan draw nil all and Canada take a 1-0 win over Cameroon. What a result for Argentina, I think, first and foremost. Um, they, they celebrated like they'd won, and as they should. They defended really, really well. They certainly put numbers behind the ball. Um, and the Japanese had 70% possession and couldn't turn it into anything. So, Yeah, it shows the importance of effective possession and being able to break down teams. And today we saw um, you know, a couple of favourites struggle against probably lower-ranked lower teams. But... Um, Canada came away with the win and uh, Argentina, as you said, stoked with their result, I'm sure. Yeah, it's interesting because there wasn't a lot of action and there weren't games that will go down in the, in the memory books, but still lots of lots to talk about and a lot of implications for them for the, the, the rest of the tournament. So talk about Canada and Cameroon where Kadisha's Buchanan's header was the winner. And what do we make of last the 2015 hosts who will be hoping to push on from last time? What did you see from them? What do you make of them? Are they? Do you see enough to see them as you know, a contender or someone who can who can go deep from today? I think they are contenders, definitely. They've got um, a really strong squad. Whether they've got inju- individual superstars like some of the other teams, I don't think so. But you see a strong performance from them consistently. They they rarely win by huge numbers, but they get the results. They got the three points today, so they did technically get the job done. Physical game as well, though? Yeah, really physical game. Um Cameroon really took it to them um, and made it made it hard. And they had their moments in the first half where they were trying to challenge him behind. Uh, they looked uh, a little bit dangerous. They won mainly corners off those attacking forays. But I think for Canada it shows just how solid they are. Um, they don't give away much space in behind or for other teams to create opportunities. And moving forward in the tournament, um, I, I wouldn't be looking forward to playing them in any of the uh, knockout rounds. They're going to be really dangerous for that reason. Yeah, is that how you define Canada? Solid, really tough to beat. Uh, you can't be off your game if you're going to play them? Yeah, definitely. They And they do like to send numbers forward as well. Uh, they've got different key players. They've got uh, Christine Sinclair, who's one of the best number nines in the world. She can hold it up. She's a great aerial threat. Uh, and she, she brings other players into the game. And then you've got the likes of Fleming working off her and around her. So um, they are dangerous. It's it's just whether they've got the, the X factor to win the, the bigger games. Well, the the other question here is it's a tough group. We got uh, we see New Zealand and Netherlands tonight. Um, first of all, uh, Canada, do you, do you see them in the box seat to go through or is there still a few twists and turns to come? And can how much of a joker in the pack will Cameroon be in that after what you saw tonight? Yeah, they could cause some issues. Um, I think the game between them and New Zealand uh, in the future will be, will be really interesting to watch because that could end up being, you know, 
one of the teams that go through in third place. Um, I think still Canada and, and Holland are my favourites to go through in the group. Um, and uh, I think also New Zealand will probably cause problems for Canada, probably similar styles, even though Canada's probably developed theirs into more of a game uh, playing with the ball sort of team, not just strong defensively. So it's a fascinating group. Um, whether there's going to be a ton of goals, don't know, but um, it's still still great football to watch. Yeah, and Ash, on that, Cameroon only c- conceded in the last, what, 35 seconds of the first half. So those kind of moments changed the game. That's really deflating. They'd really worked hard defensively for that first 45. If they had gone into the sheds, perhaps at a nil or drop, we could have seen a total different game. Uh, Canada would have come out a bit shaky you know, desperate for a goal. Um, so, you know, the, all these things can happen at a big tournament. Well, we will touch on, obviously, the, the Japan game in a moment, but um, we've also seen absolute competition and competitiveness from the third, fourth sort of ranked teams in each group, haven't we? And that just all goes well for a, a fascinating rest of the World Cup. Yeah, and uh, leading into this first round, you probably looked at the matchups and thought, you know, there's a lot of lot of favourites here, you know. The, the bookies are probably putting low money on, on the favourites, but it hasn't been the, what, that way at all you know Italy obviously against the Matildas Cameroon Argentina there's no there's not really been that many easy games apart from France that total domination that first round um, it makes for a really competitive and entertaining World Cup yeah and it says, it says a lot about that's what we we're predicting before the World Cup in terms of the favorites but the depth goes all the way through doesn't it yeah I think that you, there's something to be said about being an underdog and having everything to gain coming into a World Cup and that's where you see the likes of Cameroon and Argentina definitely who come in and say hey any result we get here is great um, so they've got everything to play for. Well, what about Argentina versus Japan? As you said before, Amy, there were celebrations like it was a win. Um, and these are the scenes you love from a World Cup, unless you're Japanese in this instance, but these are the scenes you love from World Cup is seeing uh, people live out their dreams uh, on the biggest stage. Yeah, it's a landmark moment for Argentina. Previously in their six games in World Cup, they'd concede 33 goals, I think. So their first clean sheet, their first point from a World Cup. Uh, I remember, you know, Socceroos World Cup in 2006, how much we celebrated even though we won against Japan, but even scoring our first goal with Tim. Like, they're they're the moments that countries can really celebrate and get behind and it shows uh, where that team's at and where they're progressing and, and I think they fully deserve to celebrate. It was great. And I think you see the roll-on effect from games like this from a team like Argentina, who where women's football is not huge. Um, so perhaps if they invested some more and got a really good league, they could actually go places. They're, cha- they're, they're challenging the Japanese, who are one of the best teams mm. in the world. Well, speaking of the Japanese, who we know their, their, their pedigree, but there was some uncertainty about them coming into the tournament as well, where they're at right now. Where are they right now? Yeah, Ash and I were discussing this. I think they are in a transition phase. They've had some big-name players leave the game, and I think that's actually what they're missing at the moment is an X-factor like Sawa. You cannot replace her, Um, and she pulls out big goals in big games. So there's no doubt they're still technically incredibly sound. They will have the majority of possession in every game they play. But can they turn it into um, into goals, into real real opportunities? That's what's going to cost them. Yeah, can they can they change the pace of the game to suit themselves? We didn't really see them hit like a second or third gear, or or see someone really stand up and you know take them on and and uh, try and tear the Argentinian team apart. And you know, as you said, young team. Um, maybe in the future they'll they'll grow into the team that was twenty eleven with Sawa. But uh, for now, this World Cup, they're still a threat. I mean, they won the a- Asian Cup last year. I, I wouldn't write them off at all, but um, I-, I don't think they're the team that we've seen in the recent history. 
And I think you can see Argentina have done their homework here. They know they're a possession-based team and they're not great aerial threats. So they, they were really tight and compact, sometimes 11 behind the ball and centrally. So they're sending them wide so that you saw a lot of crosses, but not effective crosses. Um, and, and they're not really known for scoring headers. So I think... You know, clever teams will work out how to play against this Japanese team. Yeah, you pointed that out on SK Goals on Optus Sport a little bit early on, how well-organised Argentina were. And that was it was a bit of a masterclass in that sense because um, Japan had about 7,000 passes, but really it, didn't, it wasn't effective, was it? No, and I think I think at times they got caught trying to combine down the same side. They'd find they'd find some space on the wing and combine down there, and then try swing across in, as Amy mentioned. But I think to break down a block like that, you have to try draw them out a little bit, whether it's out of their box or into wide areas, and switch the play. And then once they get a bit tired, or once you've switched a little bit, then maybe gaps will open up through the middle for them, and they can get the chances that they really want, rather than chances from crosses, which is not where their strength is. So maybe, you know, I'm sure other teams who are going to come up against Argentina will have seen this game, they know what to expect from them now, and maybe they can implement that in training to help them combat that. I mean, it's a, it's a tough defensive block to break down. I don't, yeah, if you're Japan, I don't care who you are, that's hard to break down. <laughs> What do you think uh, England and Scotland will have thought watching that game? Oh, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think England and Scotland were probably doing a fair bit of focusing on themselves as well. They had a really good game. I was impressed by Scotland and England definitely went out there and said, you know, we are real contenders here. So um, I don't know if they'll be looking into those games too much and the pressure is on Japan now to find points. So Who goes through? Look, I think England goes through. I'm um, now. I don't know. I was impressed, as you said, by Scotland. I think maybe they sneak through now. I don't know if they can get a result against Japan. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Actually, um, they've got some X factors. Kim Little, you could even see when they didn't even have that much possession. Her her class is so evident in everything she does, every touch she has. So, yeah, I I'm secretly cheering for the, the Scots. To be honest, that'll be a cracking game actually, because it's always. I mean, I know we have the third place uh, position that can. They can still progress in this tournament, but uh, you don't, you want fate in your own hands, don't you? So that's going to be an, an incredible matchup because a lot of people have been impressed with England, and despite maybe a softer second half against Scotland, showed a, a fair bit of pedigree in that game. Yeah, and I think you can't understate the pace of that game that that was played at. And I don't know if the Japanese have the athleticism as much to keep up. Absolutely, they've got the technical skills, probably the best at the World Cup. But um, the physicality and the, and the speed and tempo that these other European nations are playing at, I just I, I can't see the Japanese getting on top of them. Yeah, maybe those, uh, you know, maybe the Argentinian style really clashed against the Japanese style. Maybe England and Scotland will have a breeze of a game against Argentina, you know, that maybe the crossing into the box that they might have. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Have more joy from that. Um, I'm not sure. It, again, another one that's interesting. If these, these both these games have been so tight from this group, it'll be interesting to see. What well, we have that was today's action, and tonight it all continues again with another triple header: New Zealand against the Netherlands, Chile against Sweden, and the USA. We see them for the first time against Thailand. What are you looking forward to most tonight? 
Oh, definitely the New Zealand-Netherlands game. There's some incredible uh, star power in that, that Dutch team. So if we can see some of their creative flair come out and, you know, we're always secretly somewhat cheering for the for the Kiwis as well. And Tom Samani, um, I've got a you know a long history with him and I'm, I'm sort of excited for him to see what they can do at this tournament, but I think they've got their work cut out for them. Yeah, how good were the Netherlands from what you saw against the Matildas? They're classy, yeah. The current European champions and, and they showed why. Um, I think a lot of the team is pretty similar. Their attacking front three is just a joy to watch as well as, you know, how they build up from the back. They're comfortable on the ball. They're solid in defence. I'm I'm so keen to watch this this game against New Zealand as well as um, yeah, looking forward. Uh, I'm keen to see US take on their first game as well. And Ash, we we can't not mention that New Zealand just came off a win over England. Yeah. So you see how good England are, and that was a match where they actually they started with close to their best eleven. So it wasn't just a friendly or it wasn't anything like that. These New Zealand girls can play, and they always turn it on at big tournaments. So. You know, oh, it's a funny one. I think it'll either be really tight or I think uh, the Netherlands will completely roll them. Yeah. That's a bit contradictory <laughs> there. But it's, but it's an amazing matchup. And um, how much of that game was a Thompson Money masterclass as well in terms of the way he set them up and, and, and snuffed out England's, England's possession? A hundred percent. You can see that Tom has actually had an effect on these players and it's a lot about the belief in their own style of football. These girls didn't park the bus. They had a good amount of possession against England and they were effective. So hopefully they can bring this into, this to- into the tournament and they have every other World Cup that they've come to. Yeah, I mean, they normally are a really real challenge for most teams at the World Cup in saying that, haven't won a game yet in all their appearances. So, you know, I'm cheering for them to have a result like Argentina did. Yeah, it could be their moment. Yeah, this this is their time to shine. Come on, come on, New Zealand. Love a draw. Secretly, love a draw. (laughs) There would be a strong chance, correct me if I'm wrong, that three teams get through this group. Yeah, I think so. Um,. Yeah, it'll, it'll be tricky to see and it will all depend on how much of a challenge New Zealand puts up against these bigger teams. So, um, And they are just the dark horses to do that. So, you know, if you find draws and those kind of things coming early in the group stage, um, that's where we can see teams sneaking through. Do you think the US, I can't wait to get a first glimpse of them, uh, it could be a, a one-way street against Thailand. But as we said earlier, the minnows have been gallant. Um, what do we expect from US tonight in this tournament? Um, and will we see maybe a bit of we just say rotation in the first game. How can you rotate in the first game? But can you see her maybe giving the rest of the squad a chance first up yeah. leading into the other games? Yeah, I'm not quite sure what to expect from them. They usually do like to come out and stamp their authority on, on matches, but I think they can do that even with a you know so-called B team. <laughs> their B team would probably make a squad for one of the other teams here at the World Cup. I, I think... The Americans, I mean, I remember we shared a hotel with them in 2015 before our match against them, and the way they carry themselves as a unit going into, like, they just walk around, that they believe they're going to win it before a match is even played, and I think they exude that sort of confidence again leading into this tournament, and, I mean, they've got to back up that confidence, but I, I look forward to seeing them, I expect them to stamp their authority and, and show that they mean business in this first game, unfortunately for Thailand. <laughs> yeah, Ash, I don't think they lack confidence this first game, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it's a, it's, a, it's a good thing for them that they're coming out and playing against Thailand, but I do want to note that Thailand have come an incredibly long way in football. Uh, they were very impressive in their Asian qualifiers 
qualifiers and they've had some really good results recently. However, I do think this will be cricket scores. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would add that the Thai coaches come out and said that they want to cause a surprise. Maybe they've got a surprise up their sleeve. They want to be dangerous against the US. So I, I'm put, keen to see put what twelve players on. Or? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> surprise bonus player. <laughs> is um is is it a Sweden or Chile that you think is the the bigger threat to to go through in second spot in this group? Uh, for me, I think it will be the Swedes. We actually don't know a huge amount about them leading into this, um, but they've had a very successful time in women's football. They've been powerhouses for a long time. I do think they're in a transition phase similar to, to the Japanese. However, they've still got some pretty good players out there who are playing pretty high-level club football. So I think they will uh, run over the top of, of Chile and... Um, I think it'll be pretty clear that the US and Sweden through these two. Well, they've got a nice long history too, those two. So I look forward to seeing them bring that back again in the group stage. Final word before we head off, we'll be on the Matildas, of course, because wow, we've got there's so much to talk about. We've sp- so spoken about them on SCAR Goals, all over our social media channels, and there's so much commentary about it. Um, 30 hours after that 95th minute heartbreak, where, where are you guys both at? Yeah, for me, I think the emotions have sort of come out of it now and we can actually look back and have a good dissection of that game. So it's important to look back and and reflect and accept that that was not our best performance. Um, We didn't play to our strengths and we didn't play as well as we have in the last year. However, we do need to look forward and, and that's what... I think it's important to note that all of Australia still believe and are behind these girls. I think a few key things for me is that we just looked a bit shaky. From from the start, we looked nervous. And, and when we talk about this high line, yeah, the, the purpose is to, to you know de- decrease the space that the other team can play in. But we looked shaky playing that. So I think that's the issue. A high line can work, but we seem shaky. And we want the girls confident on the ball. We want players coming in and getting on it and playing it and moving it quickly and playing at our tempo. However, the Italians did really stop us from playing at our own tempo, which is what we're very good at. So I think we do need to regroup, come back out into this next game. We know how to play against Brazil. And I think we need to find spaces for us to get our key players on the ball. And perhaps someone like KK may come in. Um, But we've, you know, we have to believe. Yeah, I think KK coming in would be a great move to start with, just to help with possession of the ball coming out of the back. If you if we're set on playing out of the back all the time, then KK is going to be a great um, addition to that uh, part of the team. Uh, and I think 30 hours after it, you know, we're recovered from it now, uh, all looking forward to, towards the Brazil game. And I'm sure at the camp they will be too. You can't, you can't, not sook, I'm sure they're not sooking, but um, you can't, think about it for too long you have to move on the games come thick and fast and and I'm sure they're focusing on it and Amy touched on the word confidence and I just want to see them play with the swagger that they've had um, in the recent history that that's the Matildas that we know um, at the moment and and I think you know we all believe that they can play that great football as individuals and as a team and and I think they need to believe in themselves too. And Ash, just to touch on that, I think the Italians did try and slow the game down for us. And I think Brazil actually play at a very high tempo, similar to us. They've got some quick athletic players. So this may suit us. This will be a battle. There is no doubt about that. I think it will be end to end. But I think this style will suit us where we're not getting cramped down and, and, and sort of getting possession in the wrong places. This will be end to end. And we do have that X factor up front. So, you know, I'm really, you know, confident that the girls can, can bounce back. Yeah, fingers crossed. And the, the, the criticism is, in a way, it's good to see the passion. It's good to see the care factor, the amount of coverage it's getting. Um, but as we say now, there's no point looking back and it's time to actually channel our energy into showing our support. So what's happening now there in the build-up? What's the biggest change or thing you'd like to see? And it might be in terms of personnel to 
to allow us to do that. Yeah, I don't know if they'll change too much in personnel. Um, Ante seems pretty confident in the group of girls that he has. As I said, I, I personally would like to see KK out there and maybe maybe push um, Caitlin Ford out onto the wing instead of in the 10 position, just so you have an extra midfielder in there, like out-and-out out midfielder in there to help with the build-up play. But, um, yeah, and, and keeping Sam Kerr in, in the middle, in the box, where she's going to score goals. And as Amy said... I think the tempo of this game will be different and will probably play into our strengths. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them hit their straps. Yeah, I, I'm, I think I'd like to see KK come in. She's super confident to get the ball in every single play. She literally moves and she's asked for the ball off everyone. And we kind of, I think we lacked that in that last game. Someone who says, no matter what's going on here, give me the ball and I'll make our next move. So she will dictate play for us. So I'd like to see her in there. Um, I thought Hayley Rasso was excellent the other day. So I hope to see her back out there. And I think... You know, if we aren't getting Sammy and Caitlin on the ball, perhaps they they a little bit of rotation or something through them where they drop deeper and run at these girls. We know how dangerous they are. So I don't think personnel-wise we can cha- we change too much. I think number one is we just need to be confident in ourselves. The, the, the big thing for me was just the shaky. Well, the country will be behind them again like we were the other night and we hope to see on the early hours of Friday morning the win that we need to get us back into the World Cup group and contention that we also hoped for before the tournament. Girls, thank you very much for your time on a, another long but interesting and exciting night of World Cup. Thanks for, thanks for staying around. Yes, thanks. So we've got three big live games again tonight. So as ever, enjoy your football.